Therapy is a safe space. Space for us both to grow. Mm. There's nothing that empowers me more with our community than just being who I am. Yeah. Hey everyone, how you guys doing? Hey. hey, hey, welcome followers. Thank you so much for joining our podcast today. Uh, today's a special episode. We're probably going to do two parts of it, and mm-hmm. we're talking about healing, um, our journeys, what it looks like to heal uh, personally together, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully in this conversation and in this podcast, you all also um, feel uh, related to us when it comes to our journey. Um, how you guys doing today? I'm good. I had a relaxing but chaotic day, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty interesting day. Pretty funny right now. <laughs> we just finished laughing, but, you know, pretty good day. Okay. Awesome. Um, just want to start, um, again, giving a shout out to our Instagram, our YouTube, and our Facebook. Yes. Definitely, yeah, please do that. follow us. Natural Ease on all platforms. Natural, normally spelled, and then E-E-A-Y-Z-E. Right. So, getting into the conversation of healing, what comes to your mind when you think of that word, each of you? A wound. For me, um, what comes to mind is a process, like um, healing isn't this one-stop destination it's like a journey um so i think about a process when i think about healing a wound like a cut a bruise the depth is up to you right and just it taking that slow process like you ever had like a big gash in your foot and then just see like the thin layer then the thicker layer like it's just layers of growth and strength in your body taking time and going through its process Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then now, like thinking about healing from a mental and emotional standpoint, what does that look like for you guys? Chaotic. Okay. Right. Because sometimes when we get to a point when we are healing, we get so dysregulated because we don't know this version of us. Right. So we think the old version is the normal one. So we act differently or we'll get more anxious or just start second guessing ourselves right so it can be a little dysregulated and emotional but it's just calming that process down as you're going and just seeing like no girl this is normal this is normal to cry it's normal to laugh it's normal to be depressed one day and then happy one day or whatever the case is so it's just understanding that normalcy does come with chaos yeah. Um, you know, as I reflect and I think about healing from a mental health standpoint, I know there's been times in my life where I didn't know I needed to heal mm-hmm. until like a situation presented itself. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about like dysregulation or chaos, right. um, more so recently, so <clears throat> I'm single and dating and it's crazy because like, I guess I'm so used to chaos mm-hmm. that when something that is calm um, has some type of ease and flow, like we like to talk <laughs> yeah. about, it presents itself, I start to get flustered. Mm-hmm. And at this at this past week, I said to myself, I sat down, I said, <laughs> you still got some healing to do, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. why is this dysregulating you when yeah. you know, not just because it feels good, but because you're a therapist, mm-hmm. that this is healthy. 
Yeah. So why are you responding this way? Yeah. You know, I wonder if, if our viewers or if either one of you have ever experienced that where you didn't know that you needed to heal from something from a mental health standpoint and mm -hmm. then like a situation presented itself and you're like, whoo, yeah. no, I still have some work to do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and I think that in itself, right, is healing because of that awareness. Um, so you, to piggyback off of you, healing is like personally like ebb and flow because you don't really know if you're on the journey to healing or if you're still in the same space without the test. Right. You have to be triggered or, mm -hmm. or brought back to something that once hurt you to even know where you are mm -hmm. in the place that you're in today or yeah. in this moment. So it's really ebb and flow and test and trial. Yeah. You know, I always tell my clients, like, just because you responded or reacted to the trigger doesn't mean that you got to start this process all over. Did you act or respond in the way that you did the last time? Probably not. Yeah, that's progress. Mm -hmm. That's healing. We ain't say healed. That's healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the journey, right, mm -hmm. is what. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about that? Piece? I think we're always healing, though, too. Yeah. Right. So it's like, like she said, like we're not going back to like square one, like each level, each layer, each interaction, each freak out is OK. It's still a part of the journey. So it's like, damn, did I curse this person out last time? No, this time I stayed calm but I said some things I shouldn't have said. Like, you know, like, you know, like you could have like find the layers of like how you interact, how you actually even just connect with yourself, right? You know how we always talk about body work. Like, was my body this anxious this time? Was my heart racing this time? Or was my hands just sweaty? Like paying even attention to those little standards and those little like intricate details can be important to let you know like, hey, I am getting better. It's just gonna take some time. A lot of people always think like, oh, well, when I start therapy or whatever it is, like everything needs to be fixed, like within a year or two. Mm -hmm. And it's like, OK, but you've been this way for 30 plus years, 40 plus years, 50 plus years, some people 70 plus years. You're not going to change everything in two years. I always tell people think of like three behaviors a year. Mm. Right. Because it takes a week to form a habit, 90 days to change your behavior. Right. So. If you change one thing every 90 days, it will impact other things. So your life will be a little better, but you're only focused on three things yeah. and you're not overwhelming yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I see the journey of healing. Like, hey, I focused on three things I had to do with myself this year. Next year is probably gonna be another three things. And then the next year will be another three things. And then before I know it, I won't have that many things. Yeah. And you know, it is what it is. I think the three of us are individuals that desire to be our best selves. Mm -hmm. And I'm not ignorant to the fact that there may be people who are not interested in that mm -hmm. in the same magnitude yeah. um, where it may not be as big of a priority to right. some people mm -hmm. in our personal lives or strangers or people watching or the lives of people that are watching. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think is the reason why healing is so important for you all individually? Like, let's be a little vulnerable and, and let our viewers into like, you know, why is that something that we desire? Well, for me, um, as you already stated, I desire to be the best version of myself. Mm -hmm. And I talk about it all the time about not being a fraud. So that's another part, like the, the industry that I am in, I desire to be an example, right? If I'm telling yeah. my clients about healing and about being your best self, 
I want to do that first. I know I went to school for, I got the degree, I took the test, I got the license, but nothing makes you more real and relative than living through something. Um, at least for me, you know, I, I love to have someone, you know, be my guide or my, um, my sponsor or just, you know, any type of help. I love someone that's, that has been through the journey. Mm -hmm. Don't give me no textbook answer. I can read. That's real. I can read. Like, tell me about the ebb and flow. Tell me about the journey. Tell me about when you were weak and when you got strong. So that's what it is for me. That's powerful. Yeah. And I just want to be able to tell my clients, like, oh, I have that trigger, too. This is how I cope with it. Maybe it can help you out, right? Like, I like to be able, every book that I ever give my clients to read, I have read. I have processed. I have gone through the journey and, like, reflected. Like, I, um, some clients, I, my, my therapist gave me a book as soon as she met me. The first book she gave me, and she was like, it's called Worthy Human by Tracy Litt. And I can always remember the quote where it says, like, you have, like, 65,000 thoughts a day or something like that, number-wise, and 90% of those thoughts are the same thought. Mm. Right? So I saw that quote, and I was, like, trying to challenge it. I was like, that bitch lying. (laughs) (laughs) That ain't it, right? And I paid attention to myself for a week to see what I was thinking, when I was thinking it. And it's truth. I was thinking the same thought in different ways. So it made it feel like I was thinking about something different, but it was all coming back to the same core problem. And that let me open my eyes to see like some of the questions she was asking of like, where did you get this core belief? Where did you get this idea that you're not good enough? You're not worthy. You don't, you don't need to be seen. And when I started like writing and just letting things out, I realized that there was a lot more to me that needed to be addressed than what I was thinking, right? I went to therapy because I was like, this is going on in my life, this is going on in my life, and this shit just happened, and I just need to know that I'm right and this chick tried me, right? <laughs> like, all of these <laughs> things, right? And then when I got there, it was like, actually, no, I want to be a better version of me. I want to see why my inner child is still crying out this way. Mm-hmm. And it just gave me a lot of growth in understanding that. Yeah, I think that's powerful. And for me, you know, I, I'm big on relationships. That's mm-hmm. really important to me. And healing came about once I was exposed to mental health, like mm-hmm. through my profession. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about the examples that I had in regards to um, different relationship dynamics. And I knew I had enough sense to know that there were a lot of dysfunction that I saw. Yeah. Um, parent to child, um, spouse to spouse, um, sibling to sibling. And I'm like, if I don't seek out knowledge and practice something differently, I'm going to end up in the same Mm -hmm. space. And not to say that I'm better than anybody else. I just knew, like, I didn't want to replicate what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for me, it started off spiritual at first. Mm -hmm. And to a certain degree, that wasn't enough. Like, it didn't get to the core. Yeah. And... Mm -hmm. Um, then I, I specifically sought out a licensed marriage and family therapist because I'm like, I need someone who not only has the personal experience, but the professional expertise in relationships. Mm-hmm. Because to me, if I have healthy relationships, that shows that I'm healthy. Like, right. that's just my perspective right. about it. And, and that was what made me desire 
to start this healing journey, which, you know, not for nothing, it's very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really, it challenged you to your core. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of self-awareness that comes with healing. I don't know if you guys would agree mm-hmm. to that. Absolutely. A lot of self-awareness. And it's interesting that you say that point because it's like two things you said. I'm like, we need to break that open. Mm-hmm. So just so that if I forget um, talking about the awareness piece as well as healing and spirituality, I think that mm-hmm. we can yeah. really break that open more. Mm-hmm. Um, but that awareness um, brought me to this idea of like being numb or growing, mm-hmm. right? So I work with a lot of people, as you guys know, and even within myself, you know, I'll hear people say like, oh, child, don't even bother me no more. When he do this, I just, I don't, I don't got no response. So I know I'm, I know I'm good. Are you numb or are you healing? Mm-hmm. Right? Because we can grow a desensitization to certain things, right? Mm-hmm. If you are continuously talking to somebody who never, where you talk to them, you never feel heard. Eventually, you just not going to care anymore. That's right. true. Are you healing or are you numb? Right. Because if you're healing, then you're growing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to kind of talk a little bit about the difference between like actually healing mm-hmm. or being numb or not sensitive to people's behaviors that mm-hmm. impact us. Yeah. Once we're not feeling, I think we're numb. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- we are we are humans and it comes with an emotional we come with an emotional side Mm -hmm. so at any point if we are in a situation or a position where we stop emoting right then i don't think that we are healing i do think that means that we are numb to something we've we just accepted that we can't change anything Mm -hmm. which um i think is unhealthy right yeah yeah and then when we're healing sometimes it'll be like a disassociative feeling right i know for me Um, with certain interactions with certain people who would be huge triggers for me, when they would do certain things, I would literally visualize them as a child. Like I would visualize their childlike behaviors. Like what is their inner child looking for? So a lot of times like it would hurt, but I wouldn't personalize it because I would really be hurting for them. Right. I would have the empathy for them. Like, damn, like you're so unhealed you're so traumatized you're in so much pain with yourself and with your identity that this is how you're acting in order for you to feel worthy in order for you to feel heard in order for you to feel seen and I remember it was something one of my family members and when they get upset they ball their fists right and they do it's like and I'm like that used to be triggering for me it used to give me anxiety and I used to like like tense up, like my body would tense up, my heart would start racing and everything else. And then after like, I think I was in therapy for like six, seven months and I was doing like inner child work and I was around a family member and they got frustrated about something and they did it. And immediately I was like, damn, this is like a little kid, like, you know, balling their fists and just kind of like, and they don't know how to cope with their feelings so they're internalizing it. And I remember thinking like, damn, that's really sad. That's really sad that you feel that way. It's like, it still gave me the response because like I'm hurting for you. I don't want you to go through that pain. But sometimes too, it's disassociative because it's like I have to be outside of myself and outside of my own emotion to really start seeing the true perspective, looking at myself and you in that space and seeing my inner child anxious 
because of your inner child's reaction. Mm-hmm. And that's like a, a really important thing to realize. So the idea of like once we uh, start to not take things personal, mm-hmm. that's when we know that we are healing. I think that's powerful too because mm-hmm. the reality is regardless of like what we're going through, I think 99.9% of it isn't personal. Right. It's not like people are mm-hmm. out to truly get us and mm-hmm. everybody has this, you know, this target on our backs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't... I don't believe that. I think that we are casualties of a lot of people's war and that we all come with trauma Mm -hmm. and that most people are not aware of it. And Mm -hmm. then again, they bleed onto us. So to your point of like, okay, if this person is coming at me in a certain way, I have the tools and the, and the, the, um, Mm -hmm. maturity to step outside of myself and look at it from a different approach. I think that's powerful. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a level of maturity that mm-hmm. takes a long time. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I commend a, you. And it's emotional because the first time it happened to me, I like freaked out a bit and then I left and I remember crying in my car. Wow. And I was like, okay, I got to note this to my therapist. And when I told her, she was like, you're healing. Once you start being aware of your own inner child, you start to see other people's inner children. You don't, the ego comes out. The pride comes out and you start to see vulnerable hurt child to vulnerable hurt child. And we are just repeating cycles of hurt from what we know. And sometimes it still hurts. Sometimes we still need to cry and and grieve it. But I see I don't get angry anymore. I just see it as like, damn, like I wish this person would want to look at themselves to connect with me the way I want to connect with them. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's powerful. And I think, you know, with that level of insight, mm-hmm. um, it helps you to identify when you can afford to be around those people. Right. You know, that's important too. Like can, you know, after a long day of seeing eight clients who all have, you know, whatever issues they have, can I handle being around my uncle who has no connection and no consideration for people? Can I mm-hmm. handle that today? You know, so I think that insight gives us the power to decide where we can show up. Right. And if we have the capacity to show up um, around certain people. That's powerful. That's a really powerful piece. And on that note, we're going to put a pin in it. And um, we want you to stay tuned for part two, where we'll continue to talk about what healing looks like, the spiritual connection to healing. And maybe we'll tell you a little bit about what we're healing from currently. Yeah. Um, And because... As I live it, I give it, as as my friend says to my left. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Again, follow us on all social media platforms, Natural Ease, E-A-Y-Z-E. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Take care.